You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary, presented by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Rico hanging out with you guys as usual. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, both those open for you guys the rest of the way. We uh, talked to junior outfielder and captain for Husker softball, Abby Squire, on Monday. Now it's time to learn a little bit more about the team as well. We bring in Nate Rohr, the voice of Husker softball, as they get ready to head down south to Houston, I believe, is the host site. They'll play Lamar on Friday for game number one. Uh, we got to hear a little bit from Rhonda Ravel today. Nate, welcome back to the show. How's uh, how's your time off been, and how ready are we to get going? Oh, I am beyond excited to get this season going, and, uh, uh, you know, i I, I wish I could say it's all time off, but, uh, you true. know, he, the poor guy's got to make a living. It's my, you know, he, I got three kids, so I got to keep <laughs> them fed in between. So, uh, but no, doing okay and uh, very excited to get uh, this season going. Nate, we asked Abby how it was to be on the road for so long before the home, the, the first home game on March 22nd, I believe is what it was. Um, that, that was from the student-athlete side. From your side, how, how is it to be on the road going to uh, Texas, New Mexico, Florida, uh, all these places? You know, on one hand, um, it, it can be a lot because, I mean, the and I'm sure you went over this with Abby, but I mean, the schedule for this team is normally uh, leave Lincoln Thursday, drive Mm -hmm. up to Omaha, fly out of Omaha. Uh, It's usually not a short flight. Um, Then you're playing two games Friday, two games Saturday, one game Sunday, taking the last flight home, getting back to Omaha fairly late. Now, I, uh, for full disclosure, I live up here in Omaha, so I get an hour cut off at the beginning and an hour cut off at the end. Uh, but, you know, on one hand, it, it's a lot of travel. On the other hand, uh, first off, it gets you out of some bad weather. Uh, not that the weather is too terribly bad right now. So uh, I'm okay with that. The other part of it is uh, it gets you away to where you can focus a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I have kind of a, a up and down relationship with it. I don't mind the travel, but it certainly is a whole lot. Uh, at the beginning of the year, and it's one of the real tests, you know, for uh, a, a team in the north like Nebraska, the fact that you're burning so much gas the first six weeks of the year just uh, to get your season going, uh, and then you have to play conference, which is mm-hmm. the most important part of your year. Nate, when you talk about, I mean, the first couple weeks of the season, it's a gauntlet for Nebraska. They face they face Oklahoma State a couple of times in a couple different invites or tournaments that they're playing in. They face UCLA, who will eventually be a Big Ten conference member. I know Virginia Tech's on that list. There's a lot of 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 perennial and, and talented teams that are in the first couple weeks of Nebraska's uh, schedule. This team has a chance to learn quite a bit about themselves here pretty early on. Yeah, I think you always begin your non-conference schedule with the end in mind and and uh, with the idea of what does this team and what does this program need 
right now. Last year, you'll notice the non-conference schedule was not as tough because I, I think just writ large in this program, confidence needed to be rebuilt. Uh, and as we saw last year, the confidence was rebuilt. They had a very good year. Uh, and so this year, I think this coaching staff and this team feels a whole lot more confident about what they're what they're putting out there, uh, the experience that's in this program. And there's a whole lot of experience back, and uh, you know it, it's interesting. Uh, obviously, I listened in as as you guys did to uh, the preseason press conferences that that uh, mm-hmm. baseball and softball had, and Will Bolt talked about how their starting point every year is what do we have to do to where we can host a regional in Lincoln at the end of the season. And I believe that that, that goal runs through Rhonda Ravel's mind as she structures the season as well. And so when you looked at this team with all the experience back, with all the talent back, I think Rhonda Ravel and the staff is operating with the idea that they want this team to be in a position to host regionals. Well, and Nate, I think part of that, I mean, is probably the belief that you belong in that kind of position. And, and last year, mm-hmm. last year, maybe at the beginning of the year, I mean, you'll know it better than anybody because you went through it with them. Where, I mean, after they, I think they were in San Diego at one point, and they kind of lost. They lost a game before they went on that long eighteen-game winning streak. But I think for a while there in the early parts of the year, they might have felt like, you know, do we really belong in, a, in this type of position? I don't think that's the case this year. I think they're, they're, they're fully understanding that they're right where they should be. Yeah, you're right on with that because uh, they, they were pretty up and down. I mean, I remember coming home from the first weekend of the, U, uh, of the year, the UNI Dome tournament, mm-hmm. which is usually an easier tournament. And I think Nebraska ended up, two and three out there and the field was a little tougher than normal but i remember feeling a little disappointed and then you mentioned kind of the lowest point of the season which was uh the doubleheader sweep at the hands of the university of san diego coached by mj knight and a former husker and uh you know all due respect to mj but she was in her first year with that program that's program uh that's that's gone through some tough times and that's a doubleheader as Nebraska, you expect to sweep, not to be swept in. Uh, but there were, there were a lot of positive things that were happening under the surface. And so often when we hear coaches talk about process and mentality, uh, you go, okay, that's all well and good, but are you winning or are you losing? Mm-hmm. And, and last year, I don't know that the first half of the season, uh, the results of the first half of the season reflected the good work that was happening internally and below the surface and with the team's mentality and focus. And I think all that came to bear during the 18-game winning streak that you mentioned. Uh, and, and they grew up. They grew up. They grew in confidence and in ability. And I, I think they were able to take in what happened that first six weeks of last year or five weeks or whatever it was and understand, yeah, the results aren't quite there, but there are a lot of good things that are happening and that helped fuel them on that big winning streak. And they were able to learn some lessons that served them well uh, toward the end of non-conference play and, and big 10 play. So this program's just in a different place than it was last year. I mean, 
You think about the years prior, Nebraska hadn't been to regionals in a few years. They hadn't had a winning, a, a plus 500 record for a few years. And uh, this program needed to relearn how to win and, and how to be confident in those uh, make-or-break moments in a game. And, uh, you know, anytime you go on an 18-game winning streak, it's pretty clear you've learned how to do those yeah. things. So, uh, so yeah, it, this program's in a very different place, I think, uh, right now than where it was, you know, even 11 months ago, let alone 12. We're speaking with Nate Rohr, voice of Husker softball. And, and Nate, you mentioned uh, the team growing up. You mentioned the experience uh, from last year's team. Some of the impact players, they lost Cami Barra and and uh, Olivia Farrell, who's now on the coaching staff, I believe, helping out uh, that way. But, you know, the the returning starters, I know we talked to Abby uh, Squire a couple days ago, and she was telling us something like eight of the nine starters are going to be play- people who who played last season so can you kind of speak on the experience from this team and uh from from last year coming into this year and maybe what what some of the uh freshmen might be able to provide yeah so uh, the lineup eight starters back uh there is a pretty significant hole left at second base so uh, with cam Ibarra, and i hope folks are are calculating that when they talk about this team because you know cam was a very quiet very steady presence but uh, you know, last year was her best year as a Husker. I mean, uh, as evidenced by the selection of the All-American team and, and and just so consistent and steady and great mentality. Um, you know, that's something significant that was lost. Uh, I think uh, Caitlin Canada, uh, the freshman from Southern California, who um, is slated to start at second base, uh, this year is highly talented, and I think she's pretty capable of filling those shoes eventually, but I think it's going to be asking quite a bit. You know, you can't just plug her in right away and expect her to hit 365 with 10 home runs. But the rest of the lineup, you look at them and, you know, do you really see a hole? Not really. Uh, you know, last year, Billy got off, Billy Andrews, that shortstop, got off to the great start that she did, and you know, Sydney Gray's only played a year and a half. She lost uh, the second half of her freshman year uh, in 21 due to a knee injury. But, uh, you know, Sydney was really coming on right when that injury occurred. And then last year she was uh, a very consistent performer for this team. Uh, you know, Abby Squire, you mentioned talking to her earlier this week. And I, I've just been so impressed by the growth she's shown in her career. She was somebody that you know, I, I looked at the media guide bio, and I, I didn't have a great acquaintance with what she did in high school. And I thought, well, you know, maybe she can contribute by the end of her Husker career. And uh, yet she's grown into a stalwart in the middle of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you look at somebody like Caitlin Neal, uh, and, and she was battling uh, the fact that her father had passed away the winter before uh, and, and was still in a very fragile mental place. I expect big things out of her. So, you know, as you just look up and down this lineup, you see people who could produce and who have produced, and now they just have to do it again this year. Nate, when you talk about, I mean, looking up and down the lineup, you don't have to go far to find Billy Andrews. She's kind of being probably going to be slated in that that leadoff spot once again. And, and Rhonda Ravel kind of talked about it today a little bit, where she has that combination of speed, of power, of just everything you kind of want out of a. Uh, she's such a complete ball player that 
what does that do for Nebraska having a player like that that can hit leadoff? And and why would Nebraska Ronda Ravel decide to hit a player like Billy Andrews leadoff? Well, quite simply with Billy, it's a matter of forcing teams to deal with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you saw it with Tristan Edwards um, in 21 uh, before Billy that that teams were just so afraid to pitch to her that Ronda Ravel threw down the gauntlet right away and put uh, and put Tristan as the leadoff hitter and said, okay, you either pitch to her or you walk her like you want to, but you're yeah. dealing with a runner on first, nobody out. Uh, and as you know, your odds of, of scoring uh, in an inning that starts that way are very good. Um, so so it forces teams to pitch to Billy, uh, and, and it really takes advantage of the whole uh, gamut of her skills. It takes advantage of her ability to reach base, her athleticism. So if they do walk her, okay, you walk her, but she's also a big stolen base threat. She had 18 last year. And so she can steal her way into scoring position, and then you're just one hit away uh, from scoring a run. And, and Billy showed great power last year as well to where if a pitcher leaves one out over the plate, she can do pretty big damage with it. So uh, I, I think it's just getting Billy as many opportunities as you can while also forcing teams to deal with the breadth of her uh, offensive talents, whereas if you had her – third or fourth in the order, you know, not to say that, that her ability to reach base wouldn't be as important uh, or, or her running game would be as important, but at the same time, you know, you hit later in the lineup, mm-hmm. the odds are greater that there will be two outs in the inning to where you're reluctant to run her uh, or where she might have to expand her strike zone uh, to knock in a run with one or two outs uh, as opposed to being able to lead off and basically having – uh, the whole menu of options to her offensively. We're speaking with Nate Rohr, voice of Husker softball, and this one's kind of a, a simple question, probably probably a pretty easy answer. How massive is fifth year of Courtney Wallace? Huge. Uh, just from the standpoint of having a pitcher that you can rely on to lead the way, uh, you know, just just from the tangible what she does on the field, the innings she'll pitch, uh, the games and situations she's been in, that's important just in a general sense. But then you look at the leadership that she provides and the fact that she has a year, essentially, of successful leadership experience. Because remember, she was a co-captain last year as well. Um, And then just the individual talents that Courtney brings to the table, the fact uh, that she is such a tough competitor, very athletic, somebody who can contribute both ways. She can also help you out in the lineup, uh, as, as well as a pitcher, great defender, the best uh, pitching defender, if you will. She was the Gold Glove winner uh, as a pitcher last year. So she has a complete game. She is a vocal, active leader, which I think this program needs and sometimes has lacked. And then she's an effective pitcher on a team that doesn't have a whole lot uh, of pitching experience except for her. Uh, so it, it was critical that she came back. And, and the fact that the expectations are so high for this team 
uh, I think, lean as much on Courtney coming back as anything. Nate, last one before we let you go. You mentioned the high expectations, and and as as reporters, we tried to get it out of the the players earlier today of of what some of their goals might be, and they they weren't budging. So I ask you, I mean, as a team, for a team, I should say that that is coming off of a Big Ten tournament championship and a a regional berth. What are the expectations? I think you you start with those expectations of being very competitive in the Big Ten conference. I don't know. The Big Ten, in its infinite wisdom, does not do a preseason poll like virtually other, every other conference and virtually every other sport. Yeah. Uh, but if they were to do one, I, I would think Northwestern would be the odds-on favorite. College World Series team uh, last year, bring back everybody except Rachel Lewis, uh, the conference player of the year, um, but they... Uh, which is no small loss, but they also, but they do bring back basically everybody else who mattered, including uh, Daniel Williams, the reigning pitcher of the year. So I think the Huskers would slot second in the conference, and you would expect Nebraska to be very competitive in the Big Ten regular season race. You would expect them to be in a regional, and like I mentioned earlier, while while the players I don't think are talking, I think. Actions speak louder than words, and I think the way that this uh, coaching staff and program scheduled this year speaks loudly enough in that this coaching staff is challenging this team and also trying to build a resume that would be worthy of hosting a regional. So I think that's kind of where it is right now. I think this team's going to be in hot contention to be one of the 16 regional seeds, and I think they'll be a massive factor in the Big Ten regular season race, um, maybe not the favorite because, like I said, I think Northwestern, mm-hmm. first off, Northwestern won it last year. Second off, Northwestern brings back basically everything. That's going to be a massive series, you know, not to look too far ahead on the schedule, but uh, right at the end of April, the Huskers play at Northwestern for a three-game series, and I think the odds are very, very, very good that series will determine the Big Ten champion. So, you know, part of this year would be getting to regionals, at least competing to host a regional, and at least being in the Big Ten race and having a big say as to the Big Ten championship. Nate, good stuff as always, man. It's it's a pleasure to be able to talk to you again. Softball season just uh, two days away as uh, first pitch is 10 a.m., on Friday. Nate, have a safe trip down to Houston. We'll, we'll definitely be talking to you soon. Excited for it, and thank you for having me today. That is Nate Rohr, the voice of Husker softball. Good stuff, as always. Love having Nate on. Um, extremely knowledgeable on, on a sport that might not get enough exposure, um, because if you forgot, this was a 41-win program, a Big Ten champion, and an NCAA regional berth as well. So if you haven't seen this softball team play, you need to get out there. It's a blast. Again, it's a blast. March 22nd. You're going to have to wait a while. Yeah, but uh, they, they start their season, as we kind of talked about earlier in the week, start their season at 10 a.m. on Friday uh, against Lamar, and then they play South Dakota State at noon down in Houston, Texas. Let's get to our final timeout. Crossover with Stricken Austin coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.